This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 515 of the Dressage Radio Show, official podcast of the United States Dressage Federation on the Horse Radio Network, brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products and TotalSaddleFit.com. Today, we're going to talk about some challenges of being an amateur rider with Karen Isberg. Auditor Ashley Crabtree helps us with our latest book review. And Reese talks us through the snowman exercise for the Total Saddle Fit trainer tip. This is Reese Koffler Stanfield from Georgetown, Kentucky. And this is Philip Parks from Rockwood, Ontario, and you're listening to the Dressage Radio Show. Hi, Phil. How are you? Welcome back, Reese. I'm glad you made it. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. I'm glad I made it, too. Yeah, yeah I did. <laughs> Any, anytime you take 14 college kids overseas, you never know what's going to happen. But actually, <laughs> we had a great trip. It was so much fun. We have lots of tips and things that happened. But we are actually, we're going to do a whole segment about it next week. So we're going to tease it. But yeah, this week we had some things already on the docket. So I'm looking forward to kind of telling everybody about it. It was really, really cool. And it was just great to see a lot of the things, uh, the breed societies and breeding farms. And Yeah, well, you're kind of keep keeping me up to date and, and a little bit on your Facebook page was also, you know, some photos and stuff. So that was it sounds amazing, all the cool. stuff you did, and, and tire exhausting as well. I think, yeah, I'm exhausted, and and happened to come um, right back. Kind of a bummer because actually my husband Travis was just in Toronto and hung out with you last night. So I'm sure yeah, you guys. I got I got time. a little Travis love. That was awesome. Got a little Travis love. I know. I was so I was looking forward to coming to Toronto, uh, but it happened to be I came home and it's our big horse show local horse show and a big event. So I literally got right into it and went right back to work. I would have much rather have had fun with you guys in Toronto. But um, yeah, I came right back and literally have had full schedule because this is one of my busiest weeks of the year for the horse show. So the horse show actually starts tomorrow. So I'm showing a couple of horses and got lots of horses going. So I'm really looking forward to it. So yeah, all is well. All right. Well, we, we've been very busy here as well. A lot of riding happening, and uh, our horse shows are starting. So it's that time. You no, know, we don't. We don't have. We don't have a ton of time for our horse radio show. Uh, hopefully, we can keep you great stuff coming in the next few weeks. But I think we might have to have a week here or there off, as we yeah. did last week. So <laughs> we're, sorry, we're, we're, we're trying to do our best. Yeah, exactly. All of our but- listeners. We have a fantastic show. I'm really excited about today's show. We're going to go through our book club book, and we're doing a new segment with Karen Isberg. She's a favorite on the show already for her nutrition knowledge from Kentucky Performance Products, but she actually is a rider. She rides here with me every day and is is working through all the challenges. And I think it's so fun to be able to talk with someone that has a lot of challenges. It's like we all do. I mean, this is not an easy yeah, sport. Yeah, I think it's a kind of a really relatable chat that we had with her. And we're, I think we're going to try and keep it going. You know, you guys can let us know if you like it or, or whatever. But I think uh, we can all relate to, uh, you know, having... Well, she's coming back to riding from, mm-hmm. from a lot of time off, and I think that's that's the story I hear from a lot of students. So, you know, hopefully she can help us. We can talk through some 
some tips and some issues that she's having with her writing that a lot of other people are as well. So hope you enjoy that. We're going to try and come up with a name for yeah, for, or if anybody for, has you know, this, you know, amateur writer segment, but if anybody thinks of something there as well, we need a little, little input to help us along with developing yeah. <laughs> new segments and new ideas that we want to bring to our show. So oh, nice. I hope you guys all enjoy, but we're going to get to our book with re- review with Ashley Crabtree right away. Well, tonight we are really excited because it is our listener book reviewer that we have on the show. We have Ashley Crabtree on to review our book, Riding with Oliviera. How are you, Ashley? I am good. Doing really well. Thank you. Well, we're glad to have you on the show tonight. Thanks for coming on. Oh, are you kidding? This is an honor. I listen to y'all's show every week. Or, well, I, I said all the radio, horse radio networks. I am nothing but a big horse geek so we just kind of keep them on playing one by one (laughs) love it love it well tell us a little bit more about yourself well i've been riding for most of my life done a little bit of everything a little bit of south seat a little bit of western pleasure right now just trying to actually we're trying to get a farm up and going so not doing a lot of riding at the moment but i'm a would-be eventer right now trying to get started in the world of eventing and hoping to bring along a couple of off the track thoroughbreds and see how it goes well, from a fellow farm owner, congratulations, because that is uh, no <laughs> joke. Oh, gosh, and we are starting from scratch. This farm hasn't really been touched in about 50 years, and it's bad. It's, it's farm, it's farming's bad. a lot That's of work. Yeah. <laughs> I Actually, love it. I, know, I, uh, I detect a southern accent, so do you want to tell us where you're from? <laughs> oh, yes, I am from Tennessee, right smack dab in the mountains in between Knoxville and Chattanooga. So yes, the accent is very strong, very, very yeah, strong. Yeah, not not too far from Reese then, not too far. Yeah, I love it. Okay, well I think we should probably get to <laughs> our book of the month. I think it's we've been doing these I think every other month now, so you know that's a little easier on us for the reading and and getting our guests organized and the books organized. So we are talking tonight about a book, Riding with Oliviera by Dominique Barbier and uh, Karen Sillis, who was on our show to talk about it. So maybe you want to get us started, Ashley, about your first impressions of the book, you know, when you got it and opened it, and uh, we'll get going with talking all about it. All right, sounds good. So, of course, I guess what really just struck me about the book is I'm one of these that when I get a new book, I just automatically kind of flip through it and just the photos and the illustrations. It was just an absolutely gorgeously written book. That was really the first thing. And so I am a book junkie, so I jumped right in after that, and I just loved how, I guess, how easily the book pulled you into that world that the author was trying to create, the world, I guess, of a cl- of classical dressage, and I'll be the first to admit, I am not one that readily picks up a book just on dressage writing, but this one really was a page turner, even for me, I mean, I just devoured it, it just an easy read, a beautiful read, you know, kind of get into this mindset of this gentleman that the book was about and just really, really loved it. Fantastic. So tell us a little bit about, you know, the story without doing, completely doing it, but well, you know, tell everybody a little bit about the story. So yes, the book is centered around this one particular student that he had, and then he actually brings on a couple other students that wrote under this gentleman. Oliviera, is that, am I pronouncing yeah. it correct? Yes. I hate uh-huh. to just say the, the man, the trainer. The man, on. the master, yes. The yeah. master, the master, yes. They, all throughout the book, they refer to him as the master. And so the book is actually written by one of his students. And then he actually brings on a couple of students to give their testimonies and kind of what it was like writing under him. 
And then we get to see a little bit about Olivier's history and how he got into horses and just the environment that he was trying to train in and the types of horses that he was working with. And just really, really neat to see that, I guess that. It's, it's a whole yeah. environment, I think, yes, you know. It uh, is. This book, it really yeah, is. I picked up and, and it talks about just training in Portugal. Like the whole thing is just written in a very romantic way about what, what yeah. you know, he talks about a few of the horses, but it's not necessarily a normal book that I would read because I read a lot on, you know, training and technical perspectives. This is all about. And that's really what I was expecting. I was kind mm-hmm. of expecting it to be more technical, but yes, I'm glad you uh, used the word romanticized. And I, you know, I definitely don't want to use that negatively, but it just portrayed it in such an elegant light. And really you got to see through a, a very precise window into this one man's world. And just how he was so able to really connect with his horses, and um, yeah, the view the view on the classical <laughs> dressage and traditional dressage was out is is sort of a dressage, dressage as an art, as connecting with the horse and yes. and doing the movements not for competition's sake, but for the feel of it, the connection to the horse, the beauty of how you can teach a horse to move and and improve all horses. I think Oliviera had, you know, chose horses that weren't specifically put together, you know, bred to to succeed. And that was the challenge of these masters, these riding masters, is to help bring out the brilliance of even the uh, ugliest of horses or the, yes. the least talented of horses because they proved their, you know, value as a trainer. And they, they you know, were really uh, liking the challenge of that and working with particularly difficult or hot horses, the ones with temperaments that, that didn't lend themselves to being the easiest of trained. And, and so that whole environment, you know, in this book really sucks you in and really sort of makes you want to be there or makes you feel like you're there mm-hmm. and, and watching the training and, and experiencing the things that the students of Oliviera were experiencing. So I felt it was like just a really extremely entertaining book in that there wasn't a lot of discussion on specific training techniques and things, but just the the way it felt to watch the master ride yeah. and, 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 mm-hmm. and these, um, these riders trying to bring them out, bring that out in their own riding and teaching. And, and I thought it was, is more of an inspirational book to, to go out there and train and connect with your horses and, and, and really try and bring out their, their beauty through daily regimen. You took the words right out of my mouth. I wish I could have described it that eloquently, but yes, yeah, that is was... exactly, yes, exactly the way I felt reading it. And one thing, too, that I, that really jumped out to me, and both the author or the student as well as the master were very quick to say, I made mistakes in my horses. You know, it was always a trial and error thing, and that's okay. I learned. I tried something different, and I kept trying until it worked. You, you know, you mentioned the difficult horses he worked with. And he was, both of them were always really quick to say, I made mistakes. I did things wrong, but that's okay. I, you know, I played around with it and found something that worked and, and grew as a trainer and as, as a rider. And, you know, of course, I think that's something all riders, all equations definitely inspired to do. That's so true, isn't it? Yeah, I think, I think anybody who pretends like they've never made a mistake or that they're perfect in their training, you know, even after 30 or 40 years is, is, is not being honest, you know, so it was very interesting to hear that that perspective of it as well and that uh you know they always went back to their classical teachings and 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 you know reading right we have this we started this book club to help encourage people read because there is so many great books uh, you know about training and where you can gain knowledge and uh 
I think that was brought out here in, in this book as well as that these very exper experienced trainers, you know, would would commonly re go back texts uh, of training that they had learned from and, and continue to try to solve problems in different ways and in the best way that they could. Yes, like after reading this book, it has definitely in, inspired and encouraged me. I'm definitely going to be picking up. I've actually been shopping all, a little bit already. I am going to be picking up more books that definitely center on more of the classical dressage. Definitely not a world I'm as familiar with as I should be. And so I'm hoping to definitely start picking up a few more things as we go along. Well, fantastic. Well, that's what we love to hear with the book club. And we can't thank you enough for coming on and reviewing our book. Again, if, if you're behind and want to jump on the bandwagon, we will be announcing our next book coming very shortly. But this was Riding with Oliviera, My Time with the Meister, 40 Years Later by Dominique Barbara. So thank you so much, Ashley, for coming on the show. And we hope you stick with us in the book club. Oh, I shall. Oh, oh, very much. <laughs> You'll be hearing more from me, I promise. <laughs> we love it. Thanks so much. Uh, thank you. Y'all have a great day. Well, we're going to have a quick break from Kentucky Performance Products and come back actually with president of Kentucky Performance Products, Karen Isberg. But she is on a different role right now. She's going to talk to us. It's our first segment of her amateur journey or her journey back to riding with her horse, Oreo. So I hope you enjoy. The sun is just peeking above the tree line as you walk into the barn. You grab your horse's halter off the hook and head out to the field. The dew shimmers in the sun as you walk across the damp grass. You call his name and his head comes up as he walks toward you looking for the apple in your pocket. You take your time grooming, enjoying the peace and quiet in the empty barn. A refreshing breeze greets you as you start down the tree-lined path. Your horse ambles along on a loose rein as you both enjoy a relaxing ride. The feeling you get on an early morning hack is why we do what we do at Kentucky Performance Products. This feeling is brought to you by Microphase. Fill the nutritional gaps in your horse's diet. Microphase vitamin and mineral supplement is a low calorie way to provide your horse with the vitamins and minerals missing from their diet. The horse that matters to you matters to us. Well, we are really looking forward to this new monthly segment we are going to have with Karen Isberg. She's going to put on her other hat, which is a riding hat. And we were talking, She, we, well, she's going to tell you a little bit about what we've been up to for the last year. But she's doing such an amazing job and working really, really hard at her riding. And I said to her today or yesterday in her lesson, I said, Karen, I really think we need to share your story because you're doing a really amazing job riding your horse. So, Karen, let's just start from the beginning when you came um, from uh, came to Maplecrest and, and wanted to go on this journey to ride dressage. So, again, this is Karen Isberg. She's the president of Kentucky Performance Products, but she's on. this is a special segment on her riding. So, Karen, tell us a little bit about your start here. Okay. Well, first, Reese, thank you for all the kind words. You're making me blush. <laughs> <laughs> it's true though it's really true I, I, I'm just having such a good time it doesn't seem like hard work to me <laughs> <laughs> you are you are actually working really hard and doing a great job yeah well I am working hard it is but it but it's fun and, and it's worth it so 
you know, what can I say? I, I rode from, I started riding when I was 11 years old and, and it's kind of a, a jack of all trades, master of none, because I didn't own my own horse. So I just did everything. I rode corridors, I rode Western, I rode English, I rode hunter jumpers. I, I just did a little bit of it, did 4-H, did a little bit of everything and got my first horse when I was 26 years old shortly after I had gotten married. And he was just a little quarter horse cross. I think he was $700 or something and moved to Kentucky and bought this horse. And that's where I was kind of, I I kind of knew what dressage was, but I got uh, involved in eventing. And that's where I really learned a lot more about dressage. And this particular little horse, he didn't really like to jump, but he loved doing his little extended trot. So after we, you know, went through novice and eventing and scared ourselves to death, we decided dressage was the thing. Um, a few years later, so I did a couple of years on this little horse, um, nothing much beyond training level, but it just kind of perked my interest, you know? And then I had my family and I had a business and I, I, I couldn't ride anymore because I just didn't have time. So I kind of walked away from it. 27 years later, fast forward, and my kids are in college and they're out of the house and I have a, an upper level event horse that I'm not riding, but that other people were riding and he needed some work on his dressage. So I brought him to Reese. And at the same time, I had another event horse who was at that point retiring from work because he had some health issues. And uh, I brought them both to Reese's farm and Reese goes, why, why aren't you riding your horses? And I'm like, oh, I haven't ridden 27 years. I, I'm scared to death to get back on a horse. I, I can't do that. And she's like, no, no, you need to ride your horse. <laughs> it's your horse. You need to ride it. So Reese, I, you know, you worked with a lot of older riders and uh-huh. you were so good with them. And I watched you give lessons and I, I felt like, you know, I think Reese gets it. She gets me. She gets that I'm scared and she's going to help me get over this. She, she gets that I don't have my confidence anymore. And so you did. I mean, at, at, for a short while, we rode that other horse of mine who turned out not to be a, as easy as the horse as we thought he would be. No, um, he was, yeah. <laughs> He was, he was kind a little of a bit wild more, guy. more wild. <laughs> that kind of scared me. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> the first time he took off flying across the arena oh and I'm going, oh, yes, I remember how to stop a horse running away. Oh, my with gosh. Me. <laughs> he really was great. Oh, my heart came but out of my chest. Oh, uh, yeah. It was a little. I was like, what, what is he doing? And you're like, well, he's running away. He's running away. Get his head up. Oh, my Lord. Oh, scary. <laughs> but my body remembered what to do. Yeah, even thankfully. If my, you know, my brain remembered even if my body wasn't quite ready to do it. And I got him stopped and, and and we kind of went on from there. But so that started it. And and then I we he passed away, uh, sadly. And and like you said, Reese, you know, it, it seems as though horses come into your life for a reason. Mm-hmm. And you helped me, you know, you I, I was bit by the bug again. I was like, I remember why I love this. And I want to keep doing it. Mm-hmm. And you helped me find my little Oreo cookie. Mm-hmm. And he's not and, little and at the I, moment. <laughs> he's, he's no, he's a little fat right now. He's double stuffed right double now. Stuffed he's double stuffed Oreo. Double stuffed Oreo. But he's just a cool little horse, and he is he is very capable. But he makes you ride, and so we're on we're on our journey now to to maybe hopefully get my bronze medal at some point. So that's, we, we set a goal and we're, we're off and running. I love it. So and what are some, sorry, I was just going to ask how, how long you've had, you've had him a little while now, right? Because he went down with Reese to Florida and you've, you know, you were taking lessons down there. 
I did. I we bought him. I think it was in October, wasn't it? October, Reese. I can't. It all runs together. I believe so. I mean, I think we had you on our show and we were talking about it. So yeah, maybe yeah. our listeners would know better than yeah. me. Yeah, but than we would. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty. Sure, I'm pretty sure it was in October when we got him because I only had him for a couple of months before we took him to Florida. I hadn't been riding him for that long That's when true. we loaded him on the trailer and took him down there. He's he's a Georgian Grande, which is three quarters Frisian and one quarter saddlebred, and you know, you would think he was a real trappy mover, but he's not. He's a real pretty mover. He's got yeah. some nice gates, and um, and he's pretty comfortable to ride. But he is a big boy. He's not small. So tell us, what are some breakthroughs? You've had some big ones this week, but what are some breakthroughs that you've had recently? Well, I think the biggest, I think some of the biggest things, some of the biggest challenges I've was facing were def- was definitely confidence. You know, I mean, I got back up there and I was like, oh, I haven't done this in a long time and I don't remember and I don't want to fall off and I don't want to get hurt. And I think you were really good at helping me through that because you, you seem to be really intuitive about just how hard to push me and how far. And I, I think the biggest thing that I've noticed, especially now after it's been, what, about six months, mm-hmm. is that I finally got my riding muscles back. Uh-huh. I mean, when I first got on, geez, I mean, what, could I trot two 20-meter circles? And then it was like, okay, I've stopped now. Uh-huh. <laughs> and yeah, I wasn't an like unfit that. person. No, you were fit, you yeah. Know, I mean, I, I, was very, I did, did, did do a lot of hiking, I do a lot of gardening, I do a lot of physical work, but it was different muscles, uh-huh. especially uh-huh. my core muscles, the core muscles that hold you on, that, that allow you to stay balanced and back in the saddle. And so I think the biggest thing I've noticed in the last few months is that I've developed those muscles again and I can actually get where I need to be and I can use my leg a little bit more now and, and I can, you know, trot around, you know, for a half an hour, 45 minute lesson and, you know, don't have to, to stop a million times to catch my breath and, and, you know, get myself back in the saddle. So I, I think that's one of the biggest challenges. And I, I would imagine that any rider coming back after a long period of time is going to run into those two confidence and, and just being, yeah, I think, to, I think a lot of people can relate to that. And again, mm-hmm. if you're, if you're not feeling balanced and you're struggling, like you said, to get to where you need to be, and that's a big challenge, how are you supposed to feel confident about riding around? Right. So I think well, people need exactly to, to take the yeah. time, six months, eight months, whatever, to develop their fitness before, you know, pushing on to more challenging things. Say if your goal is to do some jumping or, or whatever it is, I mean, you really need to have your body ready for it so mentally you can feel good about it and then start to tackle you know start tackling more you know more difficult challenges i think you know for most people you you have to be doing just sort of walk truck canter maybe some lunge lessons take advantage of a school horse in the barn as well as your own horse you know you know do as much as you can fitness wise on and off the horse because with with strength comes confidence and with strength comes balance and, and you know, just mm-hmm. developing your bodies and, and your mind at the same time. I think that's huge for people. Well, absolutely. And, and you know, Reese, I mean, we did we did tons of walking and trotting, mm-hmm. walking yep. and trotting and transitions. And and, you know, the, the cantering was still hard for me because of just some of the issues that I had with with, with my hip not being as flexible as it needed to be. and and you were just really good about saying, you know, you don't have to worry about that now. Just yeah. do this. And I mean, that was that was so nice because then we could just concentrate on what I needed to just be comfortable and to be confident in my horse and move forward. And then the rest of it is just kind of come. You know, we, we haven't, it's just 
the confidence came with that. Like right. you said, Phil, it made all the difference. And you do, you also do, you've been working on a home horse at home. You've been doing foam rolling. Like you're really active also, you know, you also are very active in your barn and very active at your home gardening, but you have special time to do horse stuff, haven't you? Oh, I have. I mean, I found that I was just really, very, very tight in my hips. Um, really, really tight in my hips. And, and part of that is just my, the way I'm built. And the other part of it, I think it was just age, you know? And Mm -hmm. so, you know, I was able to talk to a physical therapist who also rides horses, uh, who gave me some wonderful exercises to do. And I'm, I'm pretty religious about them. I do them every morning. And then Rishi turned me on to the foam roller Mm-hmm. And that really helped, you know, my thigh muscles, loosen up my thigh muscles so that, I, so that I could stretch my leg down, so that I could open my hip up. And I do them religiously now. And it, I, I feel like it really made a big difference. It really helped. And I, I think if I wasn't doing that, I wouldn't be as far along as I am. I agree. You're pretty far along. Well, I, we just love this segment and we love hearing about your journey. And we're going to keep up with you. So next month um, in your you're pretty good about writing a journal too, I think. So we're going to talk about some writing breakthroughs that we've had um, this last month, but we can't thank you enough for sharing your story. Um, and we love it. And, and tell us also just remind us, how can we find uh, Kentucky performance online? You can go to kppusa.com or you can find us on Facebook and uh, we're happy to answer any nutrition or supplement questions that, that you folks have. We're I love to talk to people, so just give me a call if you have a question. And if we can help you, we will. And if we can't, I hopefully I can find somebody that can. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Karen. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Reese. It's been, like I said, I'm just having a ball. <laughs> I feel like I've gone <laughs> to heaven. Horsey heaven. Oh, horsey heaven. <laughs> Thanks, Karen. We'll talk to you soon. Or see you tomorrow, actually. Thanks. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. Well, Phil, we have a great trainer tip of the week, but with the, you and I have not done one in a while, so I'm excited for that. But as always, we like to tell you about the stability stirrup leathers that come from Total Saddle Fit for our tip of the week. I still love mine. I actually just ordered another pair. <laughs> 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 from my other saddle because <laughs> I was yeah. switching them and that's so annoying. Again, a first world problem. I hear you, but Justin Total Saddle Fit, he is so awesome and very happy to be getting another pair for my other stirrup uh, because I could really, I could tell a difference with them. Yeah, well, so. I think as our, our you know, uh, northern people like me are get, getting right into the swing of our show season, I think we're going to try to take advantage of everything that we can to make us ride better and possibly get better scores. These stirrup leathers are not that expensive. They're not crazy Mm -hmm. expensive and they're of great quality. And if you are, you know, looking to help your position a little bit, uh, we can say that they do, you know, for Reese and I and a lot of our students and a lot of the people that we talk to and there's a money back guarantee on them. So if they don't help you, send them back, you'll get your money back, you get the shipping costs back. It's, it's very easy, but I think that you will, you know, want to keep them and want to order, you know, more pairs like Reese and, yeah. uh, <laughs> and they're very great at totalsaddlefit.com. Exactly. This week's dressage training tip is brought to you by Total Saddle Fit, home of the shoulder relief girth at totalsaddlefit.com. Well, Phil, can you read our total saddle fit trainer tip? Or we have a we have a listener question actually. Can you let us know about that? 
Well, I think uh, it was one of our listeners who was able to grab a lesson from you in Minnesota at a clinic, I think, yes. has written to us and asked us, well, ask you to review the snowman exercise. I believe that we've done this one on the show as, as a tip before, but she wants a little bit more in depth about, you know, what are the key things about the snowman exercise? What are you really hoping to accomplish with it? And, you know, to help her with a few extra tips about it. So maybe we can start all over again with, with Reese's snowman exercise. My snowman exercise? I, I would like to take credit for the snowman exercise, but I'm not 100% sure where I learned it. <laughs> I don't think I came up with it many years ago. I'd like to say I do. It Honestly, probably stemmed from Conrad Schumacher, who a lot of people know is my mentor. And, and I trained with him since I was a kiddo. Uh, so I have a feeling that that's where the exercise came from. So uh, basically, typically we do a 20-meter circle at either A or C. All right, a full 20-meter circle. And then that's the body of the snowman. And then once you get to the circle point of that circle, depending on what side of the arena, you will do a counter 10-meter circle. So that's the head of the snowman. And that's between quarter line and quarter line, right? Because that's a 10-meter circle. Uh, the circle does not have to be 10 meters. It can be 12 meters. It can be 15 meters. But ideally, it is a smaller circle than the big body of the snowman. So I did have, I had a, a young rider camp once. They said, well, snowman has three circles. And I said, well, that's no problem because you can do it three times if you want. <laughs> so if you want to get really creative, sometimes with my younger kids, I'll do that. We'll do um, a 20-meter circle at C, a 15-meter circle for the body, and a 10-meter circle for the head. So if you want to do that, that's fine too. But basically what the snowman exercise is doing is uh, you're changing direction. You're also changing the unilateral aids and the bending aids. You want to get really, it's really technical. So um, as you change direction, let's say you're doing your 20 meter circle to the left at C. So you're going to do your counter circle to the right. So as you're coming off the left rein, you're passing the quarter line to the circle point of that circle on the center line. You are going to have to change the horse's bend. So you're going to have to bend the horse right. You're going to have to make sure that your outside rein and your outside leg are steady on the horse, that they're not going to fall past the 10-meter mark. You're going to have to make sure that the horse bends inside leg to outside rein, and that also there's some flexion to the right. So then you, you do your entire 10-meter circle, and then you're going to change your direction back to the left. So you're going to have to do the same thing the other way. All right, so you're going to have to go from your right, and you're going to, again, then push the horse from, you're going to go from the right rein, the 10-meter circle right, to a 20-meter circle to the left. So you're going to have to then bend the horse to the left, make sure your right rein and right leg are steady, push the horse from your left leg to your right rein, right? That's your, your bending leg, and you have to flex the horse to the left. Um, so you're working on flexion as well oh. as bend. What is the benefit of doing a small circle and a big circle? So Why not to, to you know, to we, we talk figure about eights. figure eights, yeah? Yeah, well, you certainly can. I mean, the, the figure eights essentially doing the same thing. I like the circle a little bit smaller um, just because it kind of hammers home the whole change of bend situation. Um, also, it, 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 it's just, a, I think it's fun. I think it's a little more fun. It's a little bit more challenging. But again, you have to make sure your horse is balanced enough to do a 10-meter circle. I found this exercise to be incredibly helpful with getting the horses to truly go to the outside rein. 
because you're changing the direction. You're also really challenging the horse to bend laterally. So I found that to be very helpful. This is one of those exercises I end up teaching pretty much every clinic I teach. Pretty much all my students at some point have seen this exercise. Um, It's also good. Sometimes I like to have like canned exercises, you know, that my students can do. If you're at a horse show and your horse is really stiff, let's say to the left, this is an exercise that you can do. You know, you sort of in your repertoire, the horse knows it, you know it. um, And it's very helpful exercise that way. So I think just having a smaller circle really hammers home bending and getting your horse to be a little bit round around your inside leg. That helps. It helps the, what would be the new inside hind leg coming underneath the body toward the middle of their body. I think that's really helpful as well. So yeah, snowman. It's a great, it's a great one. It's one of those you should kind of know and work on. And, and, and any, uh, any, uh, you know, potential problems that you see a lot with it? Yeah. So, um, it's a great question. We see a lot of horses that want to fall either out, depending on which, if you're going to the stiffer hollow side, when you do the smaller circle. So you have to really pay attention to the geometry of your circle. And the point is, you know what I'm saying? Like, cause yeah. every horse is going to have a, a stiff and a hollow yeah, side. I mean, I think, I think if you, you know, it's okay to do a little bit bigger circle, but, uh, but only if you like, you got a plan on, if you're planning on doing a 10 meter circle and half of it is 15 meters and the half is 10. I, I don't think that's very helpful. Yeah. You know? again. yeah, yeah, you've got to yeah, go back like, like don't, again. don't make, you know, don't make it a mistake that, that you planned a 10 and now you're doing 12 and then, right. you know, you're just right. like, you got to be a little bit disciplined with it. If you, if you, if the 10 is too much, too challenging, I think plan to do a 12, but do a 12 right. meter, not, a, 12 not meter. a 12 that becomes a 13 or 15 and then a 15 that becomes an 18, you know, that kind of thing. I think that that's a potential issue with these, with these exercises that, yeah, they're designed. I mean, you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, it, again, at some point, I mean, that's what's good about this exercise is at some point you have to, you have to ride figures and you have to ride school figures. And the reason they're designed the way they are, right, is they help the horse's rhythm. They help the horse's bend. They help accuracy. At some point that will be judged if you want to go to a horse show. So really stepping back and making sure that you're being honest about what you're doing is incredibly important. And that's why I like these exercises, but exactly. You have to know I'm on a 20 meter circle. I'm hitting my proper 20 meter circle points. I'm on a 10 meter circle. Again, I'm hitting my proper 20, you know, 10 meter circle marks. Those are all really important. And that's why, you know, we, we want people to look at school figures to maybe read some books to, to really think about that. It's really important. So, yeah. Nice. Well, yeah, Reese, so thank, thank you. For, thank you for giving us you're this welcome. snowman no, exercise. To, yeah, next, next one, next trainer tip. You'll you'll have to give us one of your one of your fancy exercises because you do great ones too. So, hope everyone enjoys the snowman. Well, as always, we love our email and Facebook shoutouts. They make our day and, and and helps us with all our content. So, Phil, you're doing the next tip on an exercise you like for sure. But we love that that came from an email and we appreciate it. As always, you can find our show notes and links to today's guests on our website, dressageradio.com. Like us on Facebook, just search Dressage Radio Show. Follow us on Twitter at Horse Radio. My website is maplecrestfarmky.com, and my email is reese at horseradionetwork.com. The best way to find me is probably on Facebook, or my email is philip at horseradionetwork.com. I'd like to thank our sponsors this week for allowing us to put on a show. And don't forget to check out all the other shows on the Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com. Everybody, keep your heels down and your shoulders back, and we will talk to you next week.